ask the Lord, is this what you have for me? Even in the smallest details, I think we would be shocked of what He asks us to do and how He just rewards our obedience when we get to see a sneak peek at His agenda, like the creator of the universe, what He's up to. Hi, friends. Welcome to Stories from 100 Days to Brave, a podcast where we hear real stories of friends who took the brave first steps to become who they truly are. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. Have you ever been in that place where you're chugging along and all the things are going well and you're feeling pretty good about life and then all of a sudden, bam, God kind of drops a realization on you like, wait a minute, maybe I'm getting too comfortable. Maybe I should be looking for more. But you're not exactly sure what more is. You just know that doing more doesn't seem like a great idea because you like things the way they are and you did not ask to feel this way. Listen, I've been there. Getting those nudges and asking those deep probing questions, yeah, that's not always fun. Thinking about stepping outside of your cozy bubble isn't fun. Doing the actual stepping outside of said cozy bubble, also not so fun. (laughs) It's scary and hard and weird. But you know what? God wouldn't ask you to do it unless it was worth it because he only has your best interest in mind. And we know he is always going to work something together for your good. And this is where our brave guest, Nicole, found herself. She was humming along when all of a sudden God was showing her ways she could step out of her comfort zone to live a bigger story. And while Nicole took some risks, she realized God was showing her how he wanted her to grow and serve in a brand new way. So my name is Nicole, and I live in Texas. I work part-time as a children's pastor and part-time pioneering a Greek ministry at a university here called the University of Texas at Arlington. And it's really exciting. I went there, and I was also in Greek life there, so it's really cool to kind of just feel like a college student again. It's fun. I'm from here. I'm an Army brat, so I've been all over, but I call Texas home. So I had a friend who was on a podcast as a guest and sent it to me. I was like, this is hilarious. Like, listen to me. It was the relevant podcast. And Annie was on as a guest speaker. And I had heard about her through mutual friends. She came to town for something called Therefore Gathering. So I had heard so much about her. People would be like, she's an Enneagram 7. You'd love her. Like, she's awesome. She's single. Like, you'd love her. You need to listen to her. And so it was cool hearing her on that podcast and being like, oh, she's fun. People were right. And I just started following her. And she had posted one of the books that she had that was a devotional called 100 Days to Brave and said, teachers. And at the time I was teaching first grade, she was like, someone sent me that they're doing a devotional with their staff. This is a great idea. Email me if you want to do it. And I was like, what? That sounds amazing. I have been scratching my head on how to relate to other teachers and have gospel conversations with them. Teachers, I don't want to throw a stereotype, but sometimes we work long hours, long days, and it's very easy to be tempted to just isolate yourself in your classroom. And I was kind of defeated like that. I wanted to build a community. So when I read that, I was like, this is it. This is how we're going to build community by just reading a devotional together on how to be brave in the school. So it was really cool. Living in Texas, it's the Bible Belt. And so Christianity is not abnormal. And having conversations about Jesus is not difficult, but it's the going deep that is difficult. And it was so cool that 
Friday mornings at 7.30, I'd pick up some chicken minis from Chick-fil-A. And the same teachers came and it was a community of people who wanted to be vulnerable and wanted God to be in their classrooms to help them love on these little, we call them little nuggets as a joke too. (laughs) So knowing that it's hard to love each and every student, they have different backgrounds, different personalities, but trusting that God would give us the strength to do that was a cool conversation we got to have every other Friday morning. Reading this book allowed me to kind of just have eyes for those openings, have eyes for those times to be brave. When before I was very content teaching, hanging out with friends, like I was very, very content. And during that time that we were reading the devotional, I went with my church to a fasting retreat and was so excited that they invited me. You know, I wasn't officially on staff, but I said, yeah, I would love to take time off and seek the Lord and and fast and practice that spiritual discipline. And I remember praying, God, I want you to continue to use me. This is so cool. What's happening at school. Like keep showing me where you want to use me. And I distinctly remember just feeling the Lord say, I'm excited. You want to be used by me, but do you want to abide in me? Do you want to spend time with me as much as you want to be used by me? And it was so convicting of like, wow, do I want to spend time with you or do I just want to like go, go, go. And so it was so cool seeing those Friday mornings as a time to pause and abide with him in community. And so I do think it definitely opened the door to see what more he could have for me. When before reading the book, I don't think I had the eyes to see it. I was a full-time teacher, but I was helping out with the student ministry. The church is down the street from my school. So it was so easy to just leave work, pick up a sophomore girl, go get diet lime cokes at the Sonic and pour into them. And so that's when I started to feel, is this what you want me to walk towards? My principal was a believer as well. So that was cool that we were able to have those conversations. Even before we started the devotional, he was on board like, yes, I'm so for you reading this book with other teachers and building this community. But when I first got the job, I would joke with him. Like I said before, I was an army brat, so used to not staying in one place I'd always joke like, hey, you know, maybe I'll be a missionary one day. Maybe I'll move to Germany. I've lived, you know, we would always joke. And I told him, you have me for three years and I might leave you. And the year that we were in the devotional was my fourth year. And he would always joke back with me like, wow, you stayed like, maybe this is it. And it went from joking to being like, no, actually pray for me. I think God is doing something. I'm loving pouring into these high school girls. I'm loving being able to share the gospel as a job. Yes, teaching was amazing. Yes, it is ministry to pour into the lives of these children and their families. But I felt a little stunted when these children would confide in me as someone in their life that they see every day. And we would have conversations that were deep or there was something going on in their home life. We would get to these conversations and I'm like, this is it. This is where I get to share the gospel. This is amazing. And I would feel that conviction of knowing there's these rules I want to respect authority. I don't want to disrespect, you know, feeling that tension of, oh, but Jesus is real and I want them to know him. Spring in Texas is fun because it's not too hot yet. We know summer's coming and we're going to die. Your allergies are killing you, but you're like, windows down, music up. And I remember one weekend after the fashion retreat, I, I think I just went grocery shopping, like was having a great Saturday, getting stuff done. And was so content and having a great time. And I just felt this heaviness out of nowhere. And I was like, what the heck? And I felt this, um, it's so, so real to explain supernatural things, you know? Um, but I felt like God was saying, don't get too comfortable. And so it felt like a change was coming. So 
it's so cool to know that the following week after that, my pastor would invite me in for a meeting, that he would do like quarterly meetings with staff to see how things are going and just relate to each other. And he said, you know, our children's pastor is transitioning to another campus and we have this opening and we're thinking of someone who loves kids and loves pouring into them do you, and like joking with me, like, do you know anybody? And I was like, oh my gosh, is this for real? Like not knowing that the door that was maybe peeked open to moving into vocational ministry would just swing wide and to see how cool the Lord kind of prepared my heart for that. Going through the devotional, joking with my principal and going on the fasting retreat and even just on a Saturday drive feeling like I could be comfortable in teaching or I could do something scary and leave teaching. So when I took the job, it immediately started in summer. And so I had to die to myself and say, no more summers off. (laughs) I remember distinctly hearing the lie of the enemy being like, how can you minister to kids? You don't personally have children. And learning from the book to be bold and, and use my words. I've said that to pastors of like, are you sure? I don't have children. How can I do this? And I just praise God that they looked at me and they said, you know the gospel. The gospel is all you need to pour into the lives of these families and help them raise their disciples. And you have been trained in the development of children. So like you are more than equipped to do this. My favorite part of day to day is going to Chick-fil-A with kids, planning events at the park, kind of teaching them to be missional, to invite their friends, even if their friends don't want to come to church, to do kind of life on life with their friends, Um, going to soccer games, just doing life with the parents too and encouraging them. I did work one year at a collegiate ministry this past year and didn't know what that would look like, if it would just be one year, if it would be long-term. I have felt tension from some people saying, oh, well, don't you ever want to work full-time in one ministry? Don't you ever want to be focused in one? And it's been so cool to hear that and take what's wise, but also come to the Lord and say, what does this look like? In January, I moved in with a couple from church who were like empty nesters. And right after I moved in, I had a friend call me and was like, hey, I know you moved out, but I see this house on campus and um, it looks so cool. I'm going to go visit it. Do you want to come with me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Thinking I'm just supporting her. Oh my goodness, when I walked in, it was the perfect house for college ministry. Wide open space, a sunroom. Like this house is put right on the college campus down the street from Greek Row. And I walked in and I was like, crap. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is what's next. Um, and it just confirmed to continue another year pouring into students in fraternity and sorority life and to live near them and use my singleness to do life with them. And so, that's kind of what's next is still pursuing the children at my church and the families at my church, especially during this time of uncertainty or job loss and kids at home and not at school. It's been cool to partner with them, but also partner with college kids who are back in their hometowns and encouraging them to be on mission there. So one of my favorite quotes from 100 Days to Brave says, God sees your whole picture, your whole story, your future. You can trust him even when he derails your plan because he is good and he loves you. And that hit home for me because it really opened my heart to trust him and not trust the security I had found in teaching, the security in a paycheck, the security in this five-year plan. But it just really points back that God 
has authority. He's created me. He knows my life. But that ties in his intention with my life, that he's loved me and he's saved me. And because I live in that freedom, I can trust that everything that comes from him is is good. So the derailing, I felt like when I read that, I was like, yes, amen. Like I didn't see my life going this way, but he has been so intentional to like I said, for lead me through the right doors and tell me to trust him. And every time I have, like he's never failed me. And so it's cool that it's led me to more awe and worship and say, okay, uh, where are we going to go now? So like kind of shaking in my boots because I live in Texas, but also knowing that he, you know, if he's defeated the enemy and if he has victory, then like, what can he do? If you're listening to this and you're a teacher, I'm not telling you, wow, to be godly, you need to leave this and you need to join your ministry. Everyone has different gifts and are called to different things. And so I would encourage you, if you feel content or you feel peace of where you're at, ask the Lord, is this what you have for me? Who is it that you want me to have a conversation with? I knew he was moving in my elementary school through my teachers, through this devotional, and I had no idea what would be next. And so I just think it's, I don't know, I don't want to quote Forrest Gump because that's so cheesy, but life is like a box of chocolates. I just think that like people should pray to have their eyes open to what he's doing because I can say from my experience, I have been shocked and so humbled that he would choose someone like me and use my weaknesses to advance his kingdom. It just increases my worship. Okay, first of all, I am here for a Forrest Gump quote. No shame, Nicole. No shame, my friend. Second of all, isn't it amazing what happens when we intentionally look for God? He may not always show up in ways we expect and certainly not in the most convenient times, but he really has a knack for making things work out in just a spectacular way. Huge thanks to Nicole for sharing her story today and shout out to all the teachers and children's pastors and college ministers listening right now. If you're shepherding kids in any way, please know I see you and I am sending you a high five or an elbow bump of solidarity right now. I know 2020 has been a challenging time for you to try and guide your kids. And I want you to know what you're doing is seen and it's important. Okay, back to Nicole. I love hearing about the ways that Nicole was able to share about God and use 100 Days to Brave to build community with the teachers in her school, y'all, all because she asked God to help her see how he could use her. And I know trying to look for God in your own life And to try and see ways he's showing up can be mega hard, like a seeing the forest for the trees kind of thing. So to help you kind of step back and take a bird's eye view of your life, I've put together a brand new handy guide called the 100 Days to Brave Guided Journal. Oh, yes, friends, you heard it right. 100 Days to Brave is now a journal. So for 100 days, I've pulled together my favorite thoughts on bravery and courage And I ask you some questions that might help you see where God might be waving a little flag at you and saying, here I am, come over here. Because when you look for God, you never know where he might show up. So you can find 100 Days to Brave Guided Journal anywhere you buy books. I hope you'll check it out and maybe get a copy for you or a teacher that you love or a bunch of teachers that you love. Hey, and I'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode and this particular story. You can tag me, Annie F. Downs. That's how you find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere you want to find me. That's how you can find me, Annie F. Downs. So use the hashtags stories from 100 Days to Brave and 100 Days to Brave. They're in the show notes and use the actual number 100. And if you want, we'd love for you to share this story. 
And also, if you want to see some other teachers and schools that are grouping up and using 100 Days to Brave, just look up the hashtag on Instagram, 100 Days to Brave Teachers. It's one of my very favorites. All right, friends, thanks for being here today. I hope you choose one way just to step a little teeny bit outside your comfort zone. And if you do, tell me about it. I want to know. All right, I'll see y'all next time.